1: It's going to be a touchdown for Judkins. Right up the middle, David. Big gaping hole opened up, and Judkins just burst through there.
0: Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, Yancey Porter, and Gordon Ford bring you the latest on everything going on with Ole Miss Athletics. Gets control, and the dock! Oh, my! Don't sit on the sidelines. Be part of the show. Text in your questions or comments at 662-426-1093. That's 662-426-1093 one zero nine three
2: i guess you don't have to
0: but you need to
3: he hits one high and deep left field cane shading the eyes at the track and it is gone
0: let's get to it here's your host gary darby
3: and we welcome you in to another canon motors mississippi rebel yell hotline gary chuck yancey and studio gordon's going to be with us mike clement Hitting instructor or position coach, whatever you want to call him, assistant coach for the Ole Miss baseball team is going to be with us as well. And we hope you will by texting in at 426-1093, 662-426-1093. I've got to tell you about First South Farm Credit, 100 years of experience supporting rural communities and agriculture. They're ready to help you through your financial journey. It is First South Farm Credit. I'm done. Now here's the talent of the show. Hello, Chuck. Hello, Nancy. <laughs> When you're
4: gone, we know who the talent no, is, brother. Uh, I, just, I
3: just hit buttons. That's it, right? I hit <laughs> buttons, read a couple of things. Button hitter.
4: And we take off. Man. Professional button hitter. That's me. There you go. Yeah, well, uh, some good, some bad since last Monday, and yeah. we'll go over mm-hmm. all of it. Uh, certainly a, a rude awakening Saturday with the men's basketball team, but I can't say I'm totally shocked that Auburn won that game. They're, they're just better than Ole Miss right now.
3: Well, as I we were talking in in the back, I mean what happened in the second half, and I've seen text messages that are asking the same thing about the almost team getting worn down. Um yeah, it did look like obviously I mean you're trying to play one center Musa Sise the entire game. Yeah. Kinda tough. Uh, and that maybe he needed a breather and you couldn't, and then Auburn's NBA player became an NBA player. NBA player. I'm not gonna say he's a a superstar type guy but he's going to be on an nba roster he's big he can play around the basket he can take you outside and they're more veteran you know guys who've been in those situations came to play in the second half well, they wait. didn't let the crowd and atmosphere get to them they responded bruce pearl even said the same thing
4: well you're talking about johnny broom but yes don't forget about Jalen williams that's right six ten guy inside that Dominated for a while until Broom got heated up. So you got 16 and 15 from those guys. Um, that's how you win.
5: Yeah, you know, when CSA got that third foul, I believe in the first minute of the second half, he knew the next foul, he's out to the last five minutes, and you didn't have Sharp back there to protect the rim, and, and Pearl did what you're supposed to do. You know, he said, hey, they don't have anybody to protect the rim down low now, and they went down low. And and they were doing that little that, you know, side three pointer that it seemed like they went like twenty for twenty in the second half there and Old Miss just went stone cold. Juju had his first uh off shooting game probably of the season and then Morrell went cold and, and Old Miss just wasn't hitting any shots and and Old Miss didn't have any rim protection down low and Auburn took advantage of it.
4: Well when, when Beard adjusted his defense to collapse around the goal, they were just deadly from the outside. Right. I mean, yeah. what, what do you do? Yeah. Damn if hot. you do and damn if you don't.
5: They got hot. Yeah.
3: Well, and it's, it's it's a reason they're a top-ten basketball team. They're a, yeah. And when we get into the Ole Miss and SEC news, why everybody has them as either a four-seed or a three-seed, they are one of the better teams, that you jumped out and, I guess, what, had a 13-point lead early in yeah. the second
5: half. Not even early, with about a minute to play. You know, you, got, you wanted them to push it out to 17-18 there. They, th- but they got it
3: back up in the early minute or two of the second half. Yeah. And I've, then the rush came on. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's when CSA got that third foul. And that's when they immediately said, hey – Let's go down low. You know, and the sad part about it is this: uh, CSA
4: finally had showed a little bit of offense. Yeah, yeah he, he did. Had twelve, what ten or twelve points? Yeah. And
5: no, he played well. Yeah, he played well. It just, you know, you got to have a two-man rotation down low there. And um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it changes it as short plays, but uh, it definitely would have altered the game plan there in the second half for Ole Miss and Auburn.
3: You give if you go back to the win over Mississippi State, short played six minutes, yeah, seven minutes. Yeah, that
5: wasn't the uh, but, the big physical. Bruisers, that's not really his best. Right, but tank. I'm
3: just saying, if you could have given Cissé six or seven sure. minutes of rest in yep. that game against Auburn, maybe he can continue to play and kind of handle some of the things that were going on down there. Yeah. And, unfortunately, you <laughs> brought the freshman Marshall oh in. Oh, boy.
4: Yeah. He got taught a lesson, <laughs> did Quickly, he? quickly, Poor right? Poor guy. I felt sorry for him. I said, don't put him in there against that 60 year guy.
3: Yeah, and I, I think in, in time, he's going to be really oh, good. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be really yeah. good. yeah. That moment, that guy, yeah. I mean, it was, it was just, tough, man. It
5: was just a mismatch. Yeah, 24-year-olds uh, 20, playing with 18 is, is tough yeah. on any level.
3: All right, we got a couple of minutes. You answer you for five things brought to us by the Outback Steakhouse, our friend Steve Grantham with those locations in Mississippi and Tennessee. Yeah,
5: thought number one, the atmosphere last week for the MSU and Auburn games cannot be matched by any school in the country. Kudos to the Ole Miss fans and for Keith allowing more seats for the students at these games. Thought number two, I thought the MSU game was one of the best games I've seen in many, many years. The intensity from the players and fans was simply outstanding. The difference in the game came down to one thing. Ole Miss is simply a better shooting team. Mm -hmm. Thought number three, I wouldn't trade Chris Beard for any one or three players in the country. But, man, is MSU freshman point guard Josh Hubbard some kind of good. But in the end, Ole Miss got Juju Murray. Thought number four, the difference in Auburn game, game came down to two things. The quality depth at Auburn cannot be matched by anyone in the country. And lastly, they simply owned the paint in the second half. The last thought of the day, the news that Xavier Rivas is out for the season is a tough blow. But unlike last season, there's quality depth on this team. Remember these three names. Freshman left-handed pitcher Wes Mendez, who reminds many of a young Doug uh, Nikhazy. Jico left-handed pitcher Gunnar Dennis out of Meridian uh, Community College. When you think and,
2: car...
0: Campbell Clinic Orthopedics, a national and international leader in musculoskeletal care, are the ones to trust when it comes to orthopedic needs, such as sports medicine, pediatrics, hip and knee, spine, shoulder and elbow, foot and ankle, hand and wrist, as well as cast and x-ray services, along with a physical therapy department. To make an appointment, call 901-759-3111 or schedule online now at www.campbellclinicoxford.com. They also offer a convenient weekly walk-in clinic Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. Campbell Clinic Oxford, located at 2608 South Lamar Boulevard. You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
3: Don't forget you can get in on that text message line at 662-426-1093. We have your text messages coming up in a few. We're going to talk almost baseball with Coach Mike Clement coming up in the second half of the program, but we bring in, the fourth of the group, our man Gordon Ford, should be hanging online. Gordon, how are you?
7: I am wonderful, Gary. How about yourself?
3: We're doing good. Before we get to you, Yancey didn't get his final thought of his thoughts out, and so we're going to let that happen, and then we'll get to That's you on fine. basketball, okay? Sure.
5: Yeah. Right. Uh, get cut off there by the air radio, but uh, the last thought of the day on 5, I said the news of Xavier Rivas is out for the season. is a tough blow. But unlike last season, there's a lot of quality depth on this team. Remember these three names. They're all left-handed pitchers, Chucky. Freshman Wes Mendez, uh, that I said a lot of people are putting that Doug Nikhazy level. The guy just fills up the zone. Juco left-handed pitcher Gunnar Dennis, who led the team in the ERA in the fall out of Meridian Community College. And sophomore transferred Liam Dole out of Coastal Carolina. I think one of those three guys, possibly even two as the season goes on, has a great chance to be in that weekend rotation.
4: Wasn't Doyle their uh, Coastal's ace?
5: Yeah. Well, no, he wasn't their ace. He, he was wasn't? a freshman. Um, I believe he moved up to the weekend rotation. But oh, okay. uh, th- he's he's got a lot of hit and miss. He's got a nasty slider. Um, you know, he gets it up there about 91 for a left-handed pitcher. That's pretty good. And he's he's got great stuff. And um, this Mendez kid, though, I've watched three or four scrimmages. Um, I didn't see anybody better out on the mound for Ole Miss than, than, than him. Great.
4: Yeah. Gordon, is great seeing you at the last two games, Mississippi State and Auburn, and uh, I know you took in a lot of that uh, big win over the Bulldogs. What were your thoughts?
7: Well, my thoughts is, first of all, you know, uh, we need some inside help, bat, And, uh, you know, we do have inside players, but physical teams are giving us trouble right now, and you can see that at the end with Auburn. And uh, I think not having uh, Sharp there. Uh, for the Auburn game, really hurt, and, but uh, I mean, we pulled out all the stops to beat them. Brought Marshall Henderson out there to fire the crowd up, <laughs> and, you know. Uh, just uh, it's, it was just a bad, you know, bad loss at the end of the day. But, yeah, I mean, you know, guys,
5: G, what what do you do? Ole Miss is just getting beat on the boards. I mean, it's not this game, last game. I mean, it, you know, they're getting beat anywhere from twelve to sixteen rebounds. It seems a game. Your shooters have got to shoot to overcome that. I mean, is there – guys, all of you, do, do you think there's anything Ole Miss can do to lessen that, that those stats?
7: Chuck? Well, I mean, they can block out and do the things they are. But, you know, you, you look at it this way. I mean, you had Cissé in there, and you've got Sharp, and they're both seven-footers, okay? And then you've got Brakefield. Really, you don't have another big player other than that in your rotation. Except for Marshall. And, you know, he's young and they're not paying him, playing him. But you look at most of the guys you've got are guards. And, I mean, you know, those guys have got to go to the boards. And they're going to have a tough game tomorrow night. I mean, they're playing against South Carolina, who's just on a roll. And they've only lost like three games, and only one was a blowout when they played um, Alabama. Well, to like, me, with the rebound
3: at, total, you know, Brandon Murray had six to lead the team against Auburn. Flanagan and Morrell both had five. I mean, Brakefield's got to help in that rebounding stuff. And he
0: usually he does.
3: There, he, right? He's usually he's got to get got 5 to be to the eight. guy that's down in there getting that five or so. And then sharp has got to, if he's in the game, he's got to grab yeah. more rebounds. Well. Now, I know see say block four shots and Sharp's blocking shots, but then sometimes you don't, you're not in position to rebound the basketball. No, that's know? right. We don't
4: we don't crash the boards right. like, no. like like I've seen Mississippi State and Auburn crash the boards. And another thing that I'm I'm concerned with is we don't get a lot of offensive rebounds. We don't get many, at all. many second shots.
5: Think about all the points. I mean, this, Ole Old Miss is up twenty to twenty five going into halftime easily if they don't allow those second half points, right? I mean second, second chance points. I mean they were getting they were shooting it, missing it. You know, shooting it, missing it. And then the third one from three, they'd hit it. And you're like, happens all the time. It just, I believe they got five or six of those in the first half alone. You know, you, you get one of those two offensive rebounds there. And, you know, it it doesn't matter for our mates that win. You you still win. So it's just, they got to learn how to defensive rebound better and, and stop those extra possessions. Absolutely. Well,
7: you know, this team That's to key me key right key. now has overachieved. They're 18-4. and four. Oh, You yeah. know, nobody would ever have thought that. And once Beard gets his players in there, I think you'll see a, a much better effort. But, um, I mean, right now I just don't think we've got the guys, uh, to, you know, the power forwards and the, the center types that could really rebound. I mean, th- like I said, think about it. say is, what, seven foot? Sharp seven five, they're not very good rebounders. And then Brakefield's your biggest guy and what's he, six eight? And then Marshall and he's young and they're not gonna play him. I mean you just I think the answer to it all is, you know, you do the best you can this year and win as much as you can, try to get in the tournament and recruit better.
5: What about what about South Carolina? I mean, that's that center scares the devil out of me. I know we talked about it uh, off offline, uh, G Man, about him and you know the physicality he brings, the energy he brings. I mean, what what does Ole Miss have to do to overcome him?
7: Well, they got to block out because that guy, you know, BJ McKee, uh, he is you know about six nine. He's a powerful inside player. He's a back to the basket guy that can you know shoot jumps hooks and score down low. I mean, it's a transfer from Walford and really? uh, I you know, didn't know They got that. a lot of yeah, they got a lot of transfers on that oh, team. Man. You know, and Lamont Harris is a very good coach. I mean, he won a lot of games at UTC. He's a former Wisconsin assistant under Bo Ryan. Uh, you know, he's I mean, he's got a South Carolina going. He's probably one of the better coaches we'll go against. You know, they got guards, Mincy Johnson, who can shoot like real deep, you know, like I'm talking stepping across half court. And if they're shooting well, I mean we gotta get on the boards and defend. And that's another thing. I don't think we're really playing that great a defense. But, you know, South Carolina is a team we can beat. But uh, you know, we just gotta go in there and play better and
3: rebound. Let me ask you about something before the season started, halfway through the SEC sure. schedule, did we think we'd be talking eighteen and four and five and four? No, and I not know at there's deficiencies no, I, and I know there's right. things that aren't going no, well, but no, everything's going all right. Well, that's yeah. that's a credit. No to, doubt, that's yeah, a yeah. credit to Coach. You got Beard. five scores
5: on this team now.
4: That's a credit to Coach Beard, but 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 I will say this: I I I, I did not think that there'd be 18-4, and but I didn't think they'd be too far behind that. I mean, this is a hand-picked team that Mm -hmm. got a lot of NIL money on this team. And, uh, you know, Coach Beard picked out some good players. And, you know, I think there's supposed to be 16 wins right now or 15. I think
3: we're just seeing Brandon Murray get in – to basketball, yeah, and, and he's just physical. He
5: is a it. physical player, and they need that. And just going back to the Wofford transfer at South Carolina, I'm, you watch on TV all of these teams. I mean, Tennessee's difference maker, right? He came from like South or North Dakota State. Alabama's came from, I believe, a DT school. Uh, just all these impact so players around the, the SEC. The Footer
7: came from Nevada. Actually, Nevada, we were in on him. And uh, he ended up going there. I mean, if we'd have had that guy, we'd have been in really good shape. But it came down to us and LSU to get him.
5: These are non-Power 5 schools that these these difference makers are coming from in very small programs. You know, it just seems like those are the ones that are making huge impacts around the SEC, not the ones that are coming from other Power 5 programs. It's just something I've noticed.
7: Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. But like I told you, that guy from Tennessee, man, I mean, he was second team all big sky. I mean, big skies are far away from the SEC. So he's going to be, I mean, he's he's be the player got of the year. There. Yeah.
3: All right, Gordon, as always, thanks, buddy. Thank you, G-Man. Bam. right, thanks. We'll see you well, next week. Looking at the South Carolina roster transfers from Coastal the Citadel, Ohio State, Vandy, Illinois, LSU, Minnesota—it's the way it is.
4: They may be the surprise team of the country right now. <laughs> it's like nineteen
3: yeah. and three, aren't they? Yeah. Yes, we're doing this every year now. All right, back with text messages and more.
0: years of hard work and saving, and now you're worried about outliving your retirement savings. Paxton Faris and the Faris Group have over 20 years and a process working towards success, not stress, after retirement. To know how you can truly enjoy a level of comfort and security, talk to the Faris Group. Retirement should be stress-free, not stressful. The Faris Group, farisgroup.com, offices in Oxford and Jackson. The Faris Group, your partner in retirement. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. and go Rebs. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next.
3: We're going to get to those text messages. We've got injuries, obviously, we have to discuss. We've got baseball to get to, and the part of the show with Gordon brought to you by our friends at Gateway Tire since 1924, 54 locations, six different states. Gateway Tire goes the distance to you, and today, tons of basketball questions, but they are all about minutes played, Will we extend and play more guys? I mean, it's almost three or four different of the same things, and so
4: there's no more guys to play.
3: Well, but <laughs> but as 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 we talked, Auburn is an anomaly. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm I've got South Carolina's stats that I pulled up as well. And they play eight guys, Mm -hmm. 20 or more minutes is where they're split up on on an average, right? And that's good. And that's very good. That's really good. They've got two or three other guys that are in that 10-minute average Mm -hmm. blowout games. They're getting some games or they're getting some run in foul trouble. Yeah. Auburn is one of, if not the 30 only, 30 that, that, right that, that plays that. ten to eleven guys. Yeah, that many minutes. There are yeah. only so many minutes. There are two hundred minutes to be played among five positions. Okay, you got to split them up. and yep. and for Ole Miss to win the games, Murray, Flanagan, Morrell, those guys got to play thirty five of those minutes. till right, playing it, and you split C and Sharp. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in now Caldwell's going to be getting double digit minutes. Nuñez played double digit minutes after playing one yeah. against Mississippi State. You're going to get that kind of thing. Because JJ was off. Well, yeah. You're you're only going to play eight guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that's just the way it is. How effective with, with most they are the, most during, teams. Yeah. <laughs>
4: And we're lucky we got eight. Most uh, most teams have seven. That's yeah.
3: right. if you go go pull up a bunch of box scores after games, and it's going to look a lot like what the Ole Miss yeah. box yeah. score looks like.
5: Yeah, that's that's that is definitely. And you know, let's be real, right? I mean, most Ole Miss fans are football people. They don't they know their basketball team, their baseball team, and. That's about it, right? I mean, that's just, and that's the way it is for most SEC teams. So, yeah, I mean, that the the myth out there now that Ole Miss has got to have 10 players play over 15 minutes. That's, that's, it's not going to happen. Just not. But Pearl's done a good job because now when a player comes in from the portal or high school and they're like three or four returners or re- starters are returning, he still has a great shot to get the kid because he said, Hey, we got 10 guys averaging over 15 but, minutes. But
4: here's the thing. I don't think Pearl does that every year. Yeah, I think I'd have to that, go back on uh, No, but, I, I know he doesn't. I think he's a seven or eight guy. Also. Usually, most of the time in his ten seasons, he had not played ten guys like
3: this. NCAA so. tournament time, he ain't not ten guys. No. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not, he's, unless it's a blowout, right, or mm-hmm. something like that. When it's one of those real games or winning an SEC tournament game or a big game in the SEC – uh, that'll trim up, too. Yeah, and
5: and what we've seen in the SEC is three teams are kind of separated from the pack. You know, it's Tennessee, Auburn, Alabama, right? They're the most consistent, well-rounded teams. And then you got another pack of, you know, Kentucky. I can't believe they're not in that uh, conversation there. Uh, you know, in South Carolina, even Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Who, who, I was going to say, anybody the, else?
4: the positive thing is that Ole Miss is only
5: – one or two games behind those top guys. That's right. Yeah. 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 You know. yeah. But they got two big ones coming up. Yeah. Somehow, you know, before that Auburn game, I said they just need to go one and two. You know, now there's a lot of pressure. You got to win at South Carolina or at Kentucky. Good gosh. When was last Ole Miss win? I was just out of college. Wasn't it 97?
3: The last time Ole Miss won it. Keep Carter on the team. Kentucky
5: on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Long you time. mean the last time you flunked out of college? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually got my degree. I know you did like six <laughs> weeks ago. <wasn't> it?
5: <laughs>
3: oh, my. Text messages brought to you by Cannon Cleary McGraw, CCMOxford.com. So, to answer that, if there is a player on the bench, who is the guy or another guy that's going to step in and give you some of the well, minutes? I that mean, it's, ob- want, it's right?
4: obvious it's got to be Marshall or Nunez. And, you know, Marshall's. Showed Saturday, he's not ready against the big boys, and uh, Nunez is okay. Yeah, you
5: know he, I mean, he can give you a yeah. few more minutes. And I think Marshall can give you some minutes at times. I mean, I I think he'll against slow, some people, right? Against some, but not a team full of twenty four year old. players, yeah. right? <laughs> and and that's what you just read off South Carolina. They how many talk, talk they, about they the age of their guys? They
3: three grad students and, and and two red shirt seniors. 23 years. Then they've old. got yeah. three juniors and then a bunch of freshmen. Yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But that's NBA. I mean, NBA. Basically the same thing. NBA and college rosters these days. I mean, the What college, is their
5: center? Is he a grad? The guy from, what was it, Walford, he said? Or
3: I'll have to go. Let me pull that up. Uh, the one from Walford, uh, BJ Mack, who is 6'8, 260, is a grad student. Yeah. Yeah. And he's probably yeah. 24. Yeah.
5: Yeah. 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 He's a man amongst boys now, and he brings the energy. They feed off of him. He is that team. I mean, they, they
4: got good guards too. They I do, mean.
5: they do. But that energy comes from him. I mean, when he throws that that thing home, I mean, he's he's going to let you know about it.
3: Give me some injury report from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine at Oxford Ortho. Yeah. Well,
4: obviously, we just talked about Revis, the left-handed pitcher that was supposed to be a. Weekend starter, that's, I guess that's, what, the fourth Tommy John of pretty important pitchers. Last two years. Maddox, Mallets, uh, Elliott, and now Revis. Uh, yeah,
5: man, and Hunter and Revis would have definitely been weekend guys going into the year. If no They weren't doubt. hurt. No but doubt. at least you did got, you know, Mallets and uh, and, and Mally back. back. So yeah. that's good news there.
4: Uh, and then Sharp, he's, he was sick. What I don't was know, it?
5: He was on the bench.
4: Yeah, but he's sick. I don't know what his illness is, but. If he just said – Coach Beard just said sick. Yeah. And it was not COVID
5: entailed. is what the announcer said. Yeah, I don't so know. It wasn't what, COVID related. Well, I hope
4: not if he's on the bench. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but if he had the flu, he wouldn't be on the bench either. No, man. that's true. Come on, Sharp.
3: All right. <laughs> well, and in listening to, to Richard, because I, I couldn't make the game on Saturday, that's what they, it was like a not-quite-last-minute thing that he wasn't going to play, but they thought he had an opportunity.
5: Yeah. He, leading into I mean, the day. At the
3: warm-ups.
5: Yeah. Yeah. He said, no, nah, I can't do it. So
4: right. He went back in street clothes. Yeah. You
5: know.
4: Yeah. Um, which I don't know. I, to me, I would have left him in his uniform and said, just sit over and at least, at least be a threat. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. you're going to go in there at 7-5. hmm You know. But anyway.
3: Still to go. We got baseball talk next and then the usual finish to the program. So stay with us.
1: Lying in the, the older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the old Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you.
0: real estate. Roof leaks can disturb your relaxing weekend or put your business operations and assets in jeopardy. Riverland Roofing is a licensed, insured, and certified roofing contractor that offers clients quality solutions that suit their budget. As a certified GAF master contractor, Riverland can offer warranties that can last a lifetime, servicing five states, including Mississippi and Tennessee. Owned and operated by Ole Miss alumni, Riverland Roofing covers what matters most, home or business. Find out more at RiverlandLLC.com or
2: Chevrolet, light? on your road.
0: Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Dupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven. Diabraville, and Floyd, Mississippi. Also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee. Outback Steakhouse. Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
3: Cannon Motors, the Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Gary, Chuck, Yancey, and baseball coach Mike Clement is on. Clem, we, uh, we're looking for rebounders to help out the Ole Miss men's basketball <laughs> team and wondered <laughs> if you could grab one or two.
8: Hey, listen, I, I I right after practice today, I saw the tweet from Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm not sure who the other guy is that's either on after me or before me, but you called him a basketball guru and then it was just simply Ole Miss assistant coach, Mike yeah.
5: Well, you're the hitting guru. Everything. Okay.
6: okay. All right, yeah, I'll
5: take that. That's, that's why Ole Miss has been one of the best hitting teams in the country since you arrived. What is this year? What what year is this for you now? Like seven or eight? This will be ten
8: for me. Ten. Um, oh my so gosh! Eight, eight completed seasons with COVID in there, and uh, yeah. So this is I was, I was hired in the summer of fourteen. So, time flies when you're having fun.
5: I mean, it's very unusual to have a staff with assistants being around that long. Just, just talk about the dynamics of that.
8: Yeah, I'd be happy to. It's, um, I. I didn't tell Mike this in my interview here. I had never stepped foot in the state of Mississippi in my life before before my interview. Um, and number one, our community is awesome, and you guys know it better than anybody. Oxford is a great place, great place to raise a family. And then if you're if you're fortunate enough to have a wife, she typically uh, when when job opportunities come up, she looks at you cross-eyed, and and you typically you typically say yes, ma'am. So that's the personal side of it. The other side of it is Mike is tremendously loyal and we've been fortunate enough to have, have a lot of success. So that that combination keeps you in one place. And, you know, I always thought when I was 25 years old and, you know, raking the field, man, I'd love to get to a place where you got a chance to go to Omaha every year. And so that that's not lost on me. You know, I, 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 we have a chance to do that every single year. And so um, I, I don't take that for granted. And, and, and i think that's part of the reason why i've been here so long and last uh the guy i work with every single day and turned into one of my best friends in the world so pretty 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 fun to go to the office every single day
4: well your expiration date's getting close now you better hit the ball this year Yes, <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. i've been told that a few times no, i'm kidding with you you know that uh give it you know you're replacing some pretty good sticks uh this year, Mike, uh, Kemp Alderman, Jacob Gonzalez, Calvin Harris, uh, Colarco was was a little spotty, but he came up with some big hits last year. And in a down year, let's be honest, but those, those are some good guys to re- have to replace.
8: Yeah, there's no question. It's funny, you know, those those younger pro guys always come back and work out, and they just left this, this past week. And the last day I was thrown, we had a beautiful day, uh, late last week, and I was throwing BP to those guys on the field, and the five guys that were hitting were Alderman, Elko, Kevin Graham, Thomas Dillard, uh, and one other. I can't remember who who the uh, who the fifth was, but uh, I just, oh Jacob Gonzalez. How could I forget? And so I looked, and I was like, "Man,
5: you mm.
8: you talk about being a good hitting coach, or whatever that makes you a good good hitting coach." And and furthermore, I thought I'd like to have I. I'd take those five guys in our lineup this year. But in answer <laughs> yeah. to your question, we, we're, we're fortunate, you know, that this, this time in college athletics provides us with the transfer portal. And we feel like, especially from an offensive perspective, for me, we got four guys that are going to be on our lineup every day out of the portal and that are seasoned and have a bunch of at-bats under their belt. And we feel pretty good about a couple young freshmen that we have. And then there are three or four guys that are – we're maybe more in a, in a role position a year ago that I think have taken a step forward and developed into into everyday-type guys. So I love the depth of our lineup, and I think we'll hit again. I really do.
5: Coach, I noticed you got a little bit more balance this year in the lineup, not being as left-handed stacked as you've been in the previous years. Was I, I take it that's by design just, just getting more balance
3: there?
8: It is. It is, for sure. And you always want to have balance, but I think the unique thing about this year's club – is it'll be, it'll be a little left swing and miss. And, uh, I, I I just love our ability to grind out at bats and and have really good at bats. And then you talk about, you know, some of the right-handed juice that, that that you have in that lineup with Luke Hill, um, with Jackson Ross, with Leje and Groff, who were here a year ago. And then one of those guys that I was talking about earlier that, that has really stepped forward that I think has a chance to have a really good year is Judd Udermark, who's healthy now. And, um, is just a physical freak, and he may have a little more swing and miss than some of them, but he's also going to going to be a run producer and hit the ball out of the yard. So uh, I do, uh, in answer to your question, like a lot of the right-handed bats that, that we're going to have in there.
5: Campbell Smithwick, a, a guy that my son played with the last couple of years there at Oxford, I know what kind of bat he brings to the table, elite. Uh, somebody said mentioned that he hurt his toe. What's the status with that? I saw some, maybe some tweets he was questionable. To travel out to Hawaii, what's what's going on with that?
8: Yeah, so he had just kind of a weird deal. He came in and said, "You know, I'm embarrassed to say this, and and you, you know, he's the sweetest kid in the world. He's he's a superstar human being, and Not um, bad. and 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 he, and and so it just it didn't feel good after a couple of days. So we went and got it checked out, and there's a stress reaction in there. So uh, my, um, you know, naive. Uh, view of of the medicine world it's what happens before a a stress fracture which would have been bad and set him out four to six weeks Uh, got that taken care of so he's worn a steel plate in his shoe, didn't want to put him in a boot because they didn't want some soft tissue stuff if he was completely immobilized but he actually swung the bat off of a tee today for the first time in two weeks Um, and we're going to get him checked out on Monday next Monday and either get a thumbs up for Hawaii or a thumbs down um, but it's nothing long term, um, and obviously we want to take care of him. And if that means, you know, he has to miss um, games out in Hawaii, then then he'll miss those. We certainly don't want him uh, missing anything after that. And so we'll we'll be a little bit careful with that because, like you said, he's uh, he's going to be a special player for us.
4: Who is your who who would be your number two catcher uh, in case he can't
8: play in Hawaii? Yeah, we have a we have a junior college guy. He's actually went to Jackson prep, but then went to Chipola junior college in in Florida guy named Eli Birch, um, right-handed hitter, uh, really good catch and throw guy. He'll fill in very well. And this is no knock on Eli. The hard part is, you know, I think Campbell's going to walk out of this program, um, and make himself a lot of money and all of that. He's another in the long line of, you know, terrific catchers that are going to be really good prospects and great players. Um, those are just, you know, hard shoes to, 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 to fill, for sure. Are,
3: are you a guy that, as you look at this lineup, we've talked about right-handers, left-handers, where you're like, somewhere in the middle of that lineup, I can go left, right, left, or, or opposite, just to kind of get that, or does it matter, and you're just looking for the guys that can hit four, five, six. Does that make sense?
8: Yeah, I'm probably a little more of the latter. The guy with the magic sharpie uh, who makes out the lineup is a little more of the former, so... Uh, he does like <laughs> left, right, left, right. Um, probably a little more than than what I do, um, but I think we have the ability to do that. And you know, you talked about the right-handers that we talked about, and then you can you can stack in some lefts with those. Andrew Fisher, transfer from Duke, who's got real power. Um, Tracey Hughes, a transfer from Mercer. Uh, Smithwick, that we talked about. Uh, so there's there's certainly some 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 left-handed. John Kramer, who's been around for a couple of years, was on the national championship team. I think he's ready to take a step forward. So there's there's definitely some left-handed left handed bats that can fit in there too. I think we have the ability to, to, to match up if that's what we choose to do.
5: Coach, two of the guys that just absolutely tearing the ball up for you right now, Jackson Ross, the transfer from FAU, and Andrew Fisher uh, from Duke. I've heard maybe, uh, you know, I don't know how much is out there, but they could be swapping positions. I'm hearing Duke, you know, uh, the uh, Fisher from Duke, you know, came in as third base, and Ross, uh, more of a utility guy. But I'm hearing Ross maybe sliding at third, and Fisher at first. What what is that about?
8: Uh, I think I think if we started tomorrow, Fish would play third base. Uh, Ross probably a, a little uh, more versatile and could play first base uh my guess is if we started tomorrow he plays over there you is the other guy who's a really good defender who could play both of the spots and then ross and Utermark could could also slide into the left field spot too so um my best bet is that fish gets a pretty good run over there at third base to start with uh and then we'll, we'll i think we'll bounce ross around a little more just because his ability gives us that option
4: uh, put you on the spot right now for a prediction coaches are you uh is this a power team is this a a a, a team of advanced base to base station to station or what do you see this as an offensive unit they're well, their calling card
8: yeah I've been coming on this show for 10 years and uh we certainly prefer to bang the ball around a little bit i think the unique <laughs> thing about this team um is that we're not going to swing and miss as much. There are a couple guys in there that I think will hit a lot of home runs that may swing and miss a little more, but collectively up and down. Um, I think there's, there's a lot of guys who can really move the ball. Talking about Groff, talking about LeJay, talking about Luke Hill, uh, all of those guys have the ability to hit the ball out of the yard, but those, those guys also don't swing and miss a ton. And so um, I think it's a really good mix that way. Certainly, I think in our league, it's just really hard to have a really good offense and not hit the ball out of the yard. I just think the way our league is built um, and the way baseball is now, um, to be really good offensively, I think you need to have the ability to hit the ball out of the yard. You know, we saw that in 22 when we went on our run and the national title. We don't think about that Elko, because we're going to build a statue and we won the national title, struck out 85 times that year. If you're going to do that, you need to hit 25 home runs, which he did. And so um, there's a little more swing and miss with Ian Kemp in that lineup we were just fortunate that those guys did what you need to do. If you're going to swing and miss a little bit, you need to to hit a bunch of home runs. And they did. And I just Jackson Ross and Luke Hill stick out in particular of guys that can hit balls out of the yard and guys, they may walk more than they strike out. They have really good discipline. And I think that just adds a dynamic to our club because when we didn't swing it well a year ago, that was part of the deal. Um, you know, we swung a miss a little bit. We wouldn't take our walks, and I and I, and I think we will do that this year.
4: Coach, when I talked to you earlier, you, you mentioned two freshmen, Smithwick, and I want you to tell the audience what you told me about Braden Randall.
8: Yeah, so Braden Randall probably does not fit the bill of what you think about when you think about um, an old Miss baseball player. He is about – he would tell you he's 5'10", and there is no <laughs> shot he's 5'10". He's closer to 5'8", than he is 5'10". Um, and he is scared of exactly nothing. Um, you know, he's got uh, he's got Mike Bianco's personality, um, and and uh, he uh, he likes to get after it. And so um, he's a guy that is just going to be a spark plug for us. He may be the best defender on the infield uh, as a freshman. He's a future shortstop here, but he's got the ability to play all places. And he has basically forced us. Um, we loved him because we recruited him. We just didn't know how good he was, and so he has forced us through his play uh, to find a spot for him to play. You know, he's going to get multiple starts, I would guess, out in Hawaii, and um, he can play all three uh, shortstop, second base, third base uh, spots in the infield, and is really good at it. He is going to be a pain in the rear end wherever he's hitting uh, for the other team because he just chews up pitches. And like I said, he loves he loves the limelight. He loves the stage.
5: Coach, I know this is not your side of the ball or, or you know, hitters and pitchers, but you know enough about pitchers and in Rebel Nations really down about Revis. But I said Ole Miss has more quality depth this year to sustain something like that three guys that really have stood out to me during fall ball and uh, your scrimmages here in the last couple of weeks or Mendez. I'd like for you to talk a little bit about him, what makes him unique. I've kind of compared him a little bit to Doug DeCasey. I know that's big shoes and Doyle and then Gunner, the, the Juco guy you brought in all left-handed pitchers. Tell, tell everybody about their game a little bit.
8: Yeah, obviously with Revis, it stinks. Um, I know it's part of the game and guys are throwing harder than they ever have before. And, um it's it stinks it's it's not ideal and all of that like you said and i think you said it perfectly we are much more equipped if something like that which we didn't want to have happen happen we are much more equipped on the mound this year from a depth standpoint than we were a year ago when hunter went down um and and we're fortunate with that the three guys you talked about uh have all been really good for us you talked about mendez um he does have some Doug qualities. I would never put anyone on that because that's the best college pitcher I've ever been around in 20 years of doing this. Um, but he does. He's going to be special. He's going to live from the left side at 90 to 95 miles an hour, and it's really easy. Um, he, is, he is certainly the most advanced freshman we have on the mound and um, has a chance to be you know, the next, next really, really good one. Um, uh, Liam Doyle. Liam Doyle is a transfer from Coastal Carolina with a big arm from the left side. Uh, struggled with command a little bit in the fall, but he's been really good in our spring inner squads and he certainly fills a role also. Um, and then Gunnar Dennis is, you know, transferred from Meridian Community College and shoot guys. We, I don't know, and again, I'm on the offensive side of things, I don't know that we expected a ton from him right out of the gate, and he may have been our, our best strike thrower, um, just completely composed. And, uh, yeah, and he's going to be a really good left-hander out of the pen. That's going to make some outs disappear for sure. So the depth uh, the depth of left-handed pitching, um, I think we have a chance to have a really, really good bullpen and uh, and, and, and just like the depth of the, of the pitching staff for sure, even with Revis going down.
5: Thank you, Coach. Cannot say thank you enough. We look forward to it.
8: Always enjoy it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank yes, you, Mike.
3: I'm... Bring back some wins from Hawaii.
5: Thank exactly. you, Coach.
8: Yes,
3: the Farese Group is our partner, and in retirement, they can give you their nearly two decades of expertise to help retirees invest and distribute their savings to the Farese Group. They have locations in Ridgeland, Oxford, Little Rock, and Baton Rouge. Give them a call. It's toll-free, 1-877-327-3735. We'll finish the program right after this.
0: real estate with over 40 years of combined experience the tom smith land and homes team serving the Cleveland, Mississippi area is committed to achieving the best results for buyers and sellers. Their knowledge and expertise about agricultural, hunting, and recreational lands is highly known and respected throughout the state. With Tom Smith Land and Homes, you can expect more and get more. Return on your real estate investment. Contact Tom Smith Land and Homes today at 662-441-2500.
1: miss more of the rebel yell
0: hotline presented by cannon motors coming up next
3: got a lot to do here in the last segment sec and omis news brought to you by van Atkins jewelers van Atkins, the south leaders in estate jewelry and diamond solitaires. as chuck says you know she's worth it i'm going into the latest projections on men's basketball, CBS Jerry Palm has Ole Miss as an eight seed. AM is the last four in in a play in game with Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Kentucky, Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Tennessee all in. Nine SEC schools. Joe Lenardi agrees on those, but has Ole Miss, AM State, and Florida as the last four buys into the tournament. So nine SEC teams in. There's a look at that. Ole Miss in both still. Some big games. I don't games. know how in
5: the world they predict that.
3: <laughs> it's hard, but they, uh, they, Joe Joe's does Joe's good. Great job. Joe's d- yeah. d- really good at
5: it. You know he's got a leak over there.
3: Red and Blue Chips recruiting Summit presented by the Grove Collective to give those NIL opportunities for all Ole Miss students while giving the level of protection and guidance in today's NIL marketplace.
5: Yeah, th- kind of short on time here, but Ole Miss received three commitments since last week. Corey Amos, a four-star linebacker, really a rush in at uh Louisiana. 6'4", 205, uh, defender. Northwest Community College wide receiver Janoris Hopson. You might know a little bit of something about him, Gary. Uh, is a wide receiver, led Northwest in receiving yards this past year. He's the older brother of Ja'Carby Hopson. That is Lake Cormont, and he's a top 150 national recruit at linebacker. So that's really big there. And then Ole Miss added Lone Sniper and Caleb Blankenship over the weekend. Bigger than normal Lone Sniper's coming in, Chucky. He's 6'3, 245 already out of Arkansas. All
3: right. And then finally, we get the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's brought to you by Riverland Roofing, your locally-owned roofing firm. Inspections, new roofs, maintenance programs. They've got you covered home and business. 662-644-4297. Or their website is riverlandroofing.com.
4: Well, the good old Miss men's basketball is currently 18-4 and four and 5-4 and four in the SEC, which is really good on so many levels. But they're coming off a week where they went 1-1 one one at home beating Mississippi State 86-82 and losing to Auburn last Saturday in the Pavilion for their first home loss of the season. But here's the good part. The Ole Miss fans have really responded by packing the Pavilion the last two home games. And i got to tell you, that's extremely important to the success or failure of a hoops team. Look across the nation, the home teams that are backed by their home crowds win way more than they lose, and the road is simply a tough venue to try to scrape out a win against a full house. Good job Rebel fans. Great job actually. Yancey just went over the two football commitments so we'll get after we'll get away from that. But the bad well, unfortunately, the Rebels could not deliver for the home crowd Saturday against Auburn and when all said and done, it was just a matter of the Tigers simply being the better team. They beat the Rebels handily at Auburn and put on a torrid second half to overcome a 9-point halftime deficit to dismantle the Rebels again in Oxford. Left-handed pitcher Xavier Rivas, as we've talked about, is yet another victim of elbow injury that will have to undergo Tommy Sur- John surgery and be lost for the year. He was expected to be a weekend starter in 2024. He was injured in an inter-squad game last week. Riley Maddox, Hunter Elliott, and Josh Mallets have all had TJ surgery in the past two years from the Rebel staff, but uh, arm injuries to pitchers are not rare in college baseball. They're not rare at all. Uh, and this is a a, a good a, going back to good. The rebels have added in football Billy Glasscock as the new general manager. He was the Texas director of personnel, Illinois wide receiver coach George McDonald, Alabama tight end coach uh, Joe Cox, and. Cornerback coach Brian B. Brown, one of my favorites, mm-hmm. uh, to round out the football staff.
5: I've talked to one of my Minnesota contacts, and, and the new Illinois coach that's going to coach uh, receivers that's replacing longtime Derek Nix said he's an unbelievable recruiter. So that was really good news to these ears.
4: Yeah, and I've heard a lot of good things about Billy Glasscock. Uh, well, a pioneer of the recruiting, yeah. uh, general manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, chief of staff type stuff that has evolved in the last 8 or 10 years and I hated to lose Austin Thomas to LSU but he's going to be in administration. He's not going to be the GM at LSU. He's going to be to try to become an athletic director sometime in his career and it, just an opportunity he needed to take.
5: And you look at what he did at NC State right? NC State these last 4, 5, 6 years have really turned it on and the talent is turn it on, and he was there mm-hmm. as the GM over there. Yeah, I've so, talked to
4: a couple of people that have met met uh, Billy Glasscock, and they, they say he's uh, definitely serious about bringing talent into the. So Ole Miss- all
3: all in all, we feel good about replacing what left the coach. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, I I hate
4: losing Next. Derek Nix. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, he's just been a staple around here for thirteen years. But at the same time, it's it's just part of the beast now, and you got to. Replace with whoever you can, and when you got a, a guy from Texas, you get a guy from Illinois, you get a guy from Alabama, and you get B Brown, who has been a defensive coordinator for the last five or six years at Louisville and Cincinnati. I, I think we stepped up.
5: Yeah, B Brown's a great at-Sano coach as well. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, he's he's a big time hire. I agree. all
3: right so we thank Gordon Ford for jumping on. The hoops guru, yep. the offended Mike Clement, who was not called a guru on Twitter <laughs> uh, for being with us. But, you know, as we said, he's so good. No. He comes on and answering the questions. I can't
5: believe he's been here 10 years. I can't either. How, how long has La- La- Lafferty been at Ole Miss? Huh. I mean, he was here before. Yeah. Before Clement. I think, I think he's been here since Bianco when he left no. as a player. He came. Yeah. It was
3: a couple of years after Mike. Yeah, he came yeah. Back. That's. Yeah. He came back after that, like two or three years. Well, Mike's been here twenty third, three or four. He's going yeah. on his twenty fourth. Talk to you next Monday, people.
5: Hadi toddy.